welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf podcast, a podcast by a bunch of space-faring corporations ready to take over Mars with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the Federated Alliance. All hail the Federated Alliance. And I'm joined by... The representative from the Tarsus conglomerate, Justin. And uh, ground control to Major Adam. It's the beginner faction, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you gotta watch over that beginner corporation. Beginner corporation. That's it. Yes. This is a board game podcast. We play some board games that are in our collections, and then we uh, gab on about them for a little while, uh, ostensibly trying to decide whether they deserve a continued existence in our collections or not. Today, we are going to be talking about Terraforming Mars, a game from, I don't know, a while ago. 2016. It's not that old. Yeah. 2016, Tom. I don't know, man. Five years already seems like uh, forever. Pretty much just four. Yeah, really. mind you. Yes, exactly. We're at the one year anniversary, a little bit past the one year anniversary of this pandemic, and it feels like it's been about seven years of this. So I, I understand. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to happier things. Happier things being a game about about terraforming Mars and moving there. <laughs> about exploiting another planet's resources <laughs> well we're not really spoiler alert exploiting the resources there we're making it habitable so that we can exploit it later yeah. fair yeah, all right all right gotta have some place for all of your brother's fucking dogs to live <laughs> so many small animals <laughs> john the dog king yeah, um, so we are going to be talking about Terraforming Mars, uh, yeah, like we said, a game from 2016, uh, which is a game about uh, ter- ter- Terraforming Mars. You spend a, you know, it, spoiler alert, it takes a long time to change a planet to make it habitable, mm-hmm. so you're going to be spending a long time doing stuff like creating oceans, creating vegetation, and raising the heat, because I don't know if you know, but Mars, Mars be cold. Mars is like minus 30 degrees Celsius cold, which for those of you who are who are not familiar with Celsius is pretty cold. It's almost as cold as in Fahrenheit, I yeah, think. But it's a dry cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's the benefit. Uh, yeah, so um, I have the back, I, I have the box. I'm just going to grab it here. So uh, read, reading some promotional material from the back of the box is a little bit of a fun way to get acquainted. So I'm just going to go grab that because I actually have it with me for once. Consummate professionals. Yeah, nailed it. Terraforming Mars. The taming of the red planet has begun. Corporations are competing to terraform Mars into a habitable planet by spending vast resources and using innovative technology to raise the temperature, create a breathable atmosphere, and make oceans of water. As terraforming progresses, more and more people will immigrate from Earth to live on the red planet. In Terraforming Mars, you control a corporation with a certain profile. Play project cards, build up production, place your cities and green areas on the map, and race for milestones and awards. Will your corporation lead the way into humanity's new era? Probably not, but it's worth a shot. Is that your corporate motto? That that really gets the investors coming in? Exactly. That's... That's how we do. So uh, we played this latest playthrough on uh, online. So on Steam, you can find yourself a copy of Terraforming Mars. Uh, and uh, and that's what we played yesterday for our, our latest go of the Terraforming Mars. I had played this once before and uh, maybe maybe twice and not, not remembering a lot of it because it was a while ago. The first thing to know about this game is it is long when you when you load up a game of Terraforming Mars and you say, I'm going to play a nice, easy game of Mars civilization conquering with my friends. 
and it greets you with, would you like a two-hour or a five-hour game? You know that you're in it for the long haul. When you start up your game of Terraforming Mars, and again, I'm going to be referencing a lot of the of the video game uh, variety here because that's what we played, and it's a hell of a lot easier than shuffling around a bunch of stuff on my desk. Um, so, when you open up your game of Terraforming Mars, you're going to pick a corporation. In, uh, in, in, in our particular case, uh, we had uh, B Corp, or Beginner Corp, as well as you could pick one of the two other factions that were sort of handed to you. These uh, vary wildly in usefulness, uh, I think, uh, but each of the non-beginner factions has its own little unique twist to it. Um, looking, in, looking at my screen right now, you've got the United Nations Mars Initiative, which has a name that is uh, quite, uh, quite uh, what's the word? Quite, uh, it, it sort of paints a little bit of a picture. If you click on United's, the United Nations Mars Initiative, it'll actually tell you a little blurb about what they're all about. You know? That's nice. Little backstory, little lore up in there. And they they start with 40 MC, but like a it looks like a little fucked up C because these are these are your mega credits because just credits won't do. Uh, this is like your currency throughout the game. You're gonna be you're gonna be spending these, so don't expect to get uh, get uh, too attached to them. I'll tell you that. The United Nations Mars Initiative also starts with an action that says, "Action: If your terraform rating was raised this generation, you may pay three mega credits to raise it by one step more." Which, to anyone who's completely new to the game, that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. But suffice it to say that each corporation has its own strengths and weaknesses and benefits. Some of them start with more money, some of them start with less money, and they all kind of have unique abilities to them. Um, some of them are like passive abilities. Some of them have actions like this, uh, this corporation, which basically means like if you gained this sort of rating, you get to, you can, you get, you can use one of your future actions to spend three bucks and raise it again. So that's kind of what they do. And there's a bunch of different factions. I'm not going to go over them. Also, I'm probably not going to go over what most of the cards do other than to say that this is a, a heavily card based game. Um, the cards in your hand are called projects and you are going to start the game with a certain number of them. Um, in the game that we played, you kind of draft them by spending money to take which ones you want into your hand and then subtracting how much you spent from, from what your original total was leaves you with not a hell of a lot to do for your first turn. Uh, the game is reasonably straightforward in its structure in that rounds are uh, are called generations and each round consists of each player taking turns of doing two actions and uh, and then passing to the next person in the order and continuing to do that until they've run out of things to do at which point they pass when everyone is passed the generation is over and that's when everybody gets their income so at the end of a generation is the only time you will get your income for mega credits and any of the other resources which are steel which you can use for like making projects cheaper if they fit a certain criteria titanium which makes projects cheaper if you if they're like space projects uh plants which help you terraform the planet which lets you add greenery and scenery and stuff like that and also raises the oxygen uh energy which you can use in a lot of the cards to uh get money or generate heat or generate oxygen and then the final uh, sort of quote-unquote resource is heat um heat you can spend to raise the temperature because again it's, it's cold um, any energy that you don't use throughout the round will be turned into heat as kind of like a side effect of you just like having a 
bunch of motors going the whole time. Um, so the, the general structure is that, you know, you're playing a couple actions, which can be playing cards from your hand. There's also a few standard actions that are available to you, like being able to build cities, which is hella expensive. Being able to uh, create power plants, um, you can sell your cards to get money. You can create water. You can create greenery, which uh, again helps to get you points as well as raise the oxygen level. And then my favorite, slam an asteroid into the planet, uh, which 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 also increases the temperature and sometimes makes water so good. Again, this is this is just sort of how you're going to find that the game runs. Everyone's going to be taking their actions. You take two actions, you pass, you do that until you run out of stuff to do. And then once everybody's done, income, you get more stuff, you carry on to the next round. You'll get more cards, your 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 income, and then you carry on like that until the end of the game. Well, when does the game end? Well, when you've terraformed Mars. The way you know that you've terraformed Mars is that there are three criteria of which there is a maximum to each one of these. You've got oxygen, which needs to be at least, checking here, 14%. 40% of the atmosphere has to be oxygen. The temperature of the planet has to be 8 degrees Celsius, and there has to be 9 ocean tiles. So where the tiles come in is that you're going to have like this board of Mars and you can put stuff on there. That's where you put your cities, where you put put water, you put your greenery down. And every time you do something that either um, creates water, you get to put down an ocean tile that increases the number of oceans by one. Um, Anytime you put down greenery or use a card that increases the oxygen, the oxygen goes up. Anytime you do something like firing fucking asteroids at it, that increases the heat, heat goes up. There's also, along these trackers, there's like certain areas where there's bonuses. So there are times when you'll hit like a certain oxygen level and that will also increase the heat or create an ocean or some other shit. Sometimes these things chain off each other. And the important thing about doing this is that it, one, it ends the game. So once all these things hit the top, the game's over, you get one last generation to go and whoever has the most points is the winner. But also everybody starts with a terraform rating, TR, of 20 at the beginning of the game. And this is important for a couple things. One, it's your basic income for your round. So even though, if, even if you don't have anything else making you money, you're always going to have whatever your terraform rating is as income for, for mega credits at the end of the generation. Also, anytime you raise any of these things by one or whatever, you will increase your terraform rating. So slamming an asteroid into a planet is not only fun, it also gets you money. So that's your incentive for slamming asteroids into the planet, as if you needed one. Yeah, I was going to say, for the record, I need no incentive to slam asteroids into a planet. And, oh, the number of times you'll be able to slam asteroids into the planet. There are so many opportunities. Um, But yeah, so, again... Like this game is wildly complicated. That's why it's probably going to sound a bit of a like a bit of a hand wavy explanation. But essentially the game works in this way. You take your actions. You're trying to raise your you're trying to raise these levels or you will raise these levels even incidentally just by doing the things that you think will get you other points because there are other cards that will get you other points depending on what you're trying to do. Some of those will have like conditions on them. So like we were talking about how John was the uh, the animal king. He was getting points by trying to get like small animals and microbes and stuff. And so he had his completely a completely different set of criteria that he was going towards and kind of totally ignoring the rest of the terraforming Mars part of things, which is something that you can do. So the the game in a nutshell is. Uh, two actions at a time, trying to play cards from your hand or take some of the standard actions. Um, You can also, 
Like there are special actions that can you can spend heat to raise the temperature. You can spend plants to make more scenery, which increases the oxygen. Every time you do these things, it will increase one of these three, uh, more, more or less, anytime you do these things, it will increase one of these three criteria. And then you keep doing that until you get all of these things to the top. And then the game's over. You calculate up what your points are based on your terraform rating, uh, based on like, how many cities you have and whether they are next to greenery spaces and like any other projects that you have. There's also a couple other things which are called awards and milestones, which are a little wonky, but milestones essentially are if you meet a criteria for getting that milestone, you can pay a certain amount of money and you just get some points. So one of those might be city builder, where if you have five cities, you can buy this thing for five mega credits and it gets you five points. Awards are a little bit weirder in that you fund an award uh, by paying money towards it. So like uh, most number of plant cards or something like that. And then the person at the end of the game that has the most plant cards gets that award. It doesn't matter who paid for it. They just it just goes to whoever has the most plants at the end of the game. So that's another sort of like, you know, a little bit of a betting maneuver. Uh, and it's more, you know, more I think it's worth more than than the uh, awards, but I I can't I didn't get any of them, so I wasn't really paying attention. So the they're the same price; they're both worth eight, uh, except milestones. It's just whoever activates it gets it one hundred percent. Awards it'll be five, then two for first and second place, and the cost increases by six, I think, uh, every time you buy an every time you activate an award. So you can choose three of the total of five possible in each category. Gotcha. So yeah. That's essentially this game in a nutshell, which is probably doing a terrible job, but it's kind of what I got because this game has a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Your project cards are going to range from things like dust seals, which gets you like a point to slamming a moon into the surface of Mars. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it, good. It doesn't need two of them. You know, Mars thinks it's so fancy with two moons. And in a, in a way that is somewhat... Um, Somewhat contrary to a lot of uh, a lot of these like economic euro style games, you can start to ruin people when you throw asteroids at the surface of the planet. As Adam took uh, no small amount of joy <laughs> in reducing John's stockpile of oh, plants funny. to nothing after he crashed a moon into the surface of the planet twice. Twice, yeah, yeah. Twice. Look, man, I had the cards. I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then I started crashing things into the planets and it's like, hey, you get to destroy some crops or some plants or something. I said, okay, who has the most plants? Ah, the guy who's trying to like, you know, become the, the Caesar Milan animal whisperer. And I was like, oh, okay. So he doesn't need any force. No, no. Again, you know, I, I, there's a lot going on in that game. I wasn't fully under, like, you know, it, I definitely started yeah. to pick up. Yeah. Like, I picked up more and more. This was my second time playing it. So I picked up more and more. First time digitally. The other time was actually on the board. Um, I, oh, okay. I, I picked up a lot of bits. But, you know, you kind of find something. You start poking around, trying different stuff. And you're like, hey, this is kind of fun. Let's chuck some things at some things. It was all yeah, right. See if, it, see if it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was my... So I was the... I was the only one that was my first time playing it then. Yes. You, you did all right, seems like. I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, you know, I just made a lot of money and all the cards just, you know, just increase your income. So I'm like, yeah, I like money. Good old, good old capitalism strikes again. 
yeah, I, cities and money. That, that's what I did. That was my that was my shtick. I, I didn't really care about terraforming so much. I just wanted cities and money. So like, uh, you know, true corporate America. Oof. Fair, fair. Given that this was your first shot at it, what what was your uh, what was your first impressions there, Justin? Uh, my first impression was, what does any of this do? Uh, what the hell is the long term goal? And then it was mostly, oh hey, all these cards say it increases my income, and I need income to buy cards, so I'll just do that a lot. And uh, I just I found my little my little niche, and I just went whole hog with that thing. I think, yeah, I, I didn't realize that you hadn't played it before, so I think I made a bit of a tactical error in picking this one and then not telling you about it, so my bad. Uh, well, I mean, nothing, n- none of the mechanics were new, I guess I would say. Like, there's nothing about this game that's been revolutionary. It just, it it picks and chooses mechanics from a lot of other different games, and it puts them together in a really nice, neat system that just works really well. And I, I think it's a credit to it that I was able to pick it up so fast. I think the app also does quite a lot of work to help with that. I remember Oh definitely. Yeah, I remember our first playthrough like in in person. There's just there's like cubes everywhere and like a map of Mars and you're mostly just confused about what you're doing. And the app also does a very good job of ensuring that you know when there's a play to be had uh, that in person you might otherwise miss. Because like I mentioned before with the resources, mm. there's there's steel and there's titanium. And like titanium can reduce the cost of space cards by three. And space cards are just, they just have like a little star or whatever in the top right hand corner. Yeah. So unless you know, you remember that specific thing in, in person, like you don't really, you might not remember to use them. Whereas in the in the game online, uh, you know, you open up your hand and it grays out all the cards that you can't possibly do. Uh, and if and if there's an outside chance that you can play a card because you can sink a bunch of titanium or steel into it, it will show you that you can do that. Uh, so it's it's very helpful in that respect, especially with a game that is this complicated, where there's mm-hmm. like a ton of symbols, there's like tags on each card, there's like each card has a different action on it, has a different like different bit of wording to it. Like some of them are reactions, some of them let you have other actions, some are just one time bonuses. Some get you some get you things right off the bat. Some things give you income later. It's like it's all it's kind of hard yeah. to figure out. But like the nice thing about the 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 app on Steam is like you go on there, you click a button, and it has a has a thing where it tells you in plain English what the hell this card is actually gonna do. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and you know what temperature is required or min max and everything. Yeah. Uh that that helped a lot. I feel like if we were playing this in person, you would probably tack on an extra hour to your play time because there is a lot of housekeeping to keep track of, whether it just be production, where and when you can't place the thing. Oh, did I forget to put a cube on this? Did this cube fall off this card? There's so many things that can happen in a physical space that make a game like this seem uh, maybe more trouble than it's worth. Um, (laughs) Because there were a few times where, yeah, it's just really nice with the app. It's like, okay, I can look at my hand and it just shows me what I can afford. And it includes the fact that I could spend all my iron to make that city cheap. Um, Where in, you know, 
when you're playing it just, you know, in person, just on, on a tabletop, um, you have to do all that math and all that accounting just in the back of your head, which just makes decision making take that much longer. Yeah. And like you mentioned something in there about more trouble than it's worth. And I feel that that is my, yeah. that has been my go-to approach to this game for the physical version. Cause I think after that first playthrough, we never touched it again. Because yeah. it is, it is an incredibly like it's a it's a long game. It's not for it's not for people who are interested in like a hour or less uh, sort of experience. And definitely not a fan. And there's no and there's tons going on, and you're not going to get it the first time through. And so it it takes patience, and it takes a little bit of getting through. Um, and so I remember enjoying my first playthrough of this, but also thinking like, man, there's just so much going on with this thing. And it's like, I'm glad that we tried the application out because I think I, I think I do really like this game. I like the, I like the, the idea, the presentation, the music is good in the, you know, it's, it's all uh, woo, woo, woo kind of uh, sci-fi soundscape. Sci-fi. Yeah. It's all laid out really nicely. And they, I think they did a really good job with the application and it helps to make a game that otherwise I don't think I'd bother with one that I'm kind of. I'm kind of interested to see if there might be other people we know who own it to maybe give it a shot again cuz it is a lot of fun to sort of build up your 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 civilization in a way that isn't just like, you know, building uh, a workshop and then, you know, getting uh <laughs> siege weaponry or whatever. This is like a a cool sci-fi way of doing a civilization sort of victory point game. And it's uh, it's cool because you get to again, like I think I think ninety percent of my enjoyment is just this idea that you're like tractor beaming fucking moons into the surface of Mars. I don't know why, but I get a I get a real kick out of that. You got to make those greenhouse gases, man. You got to import that GHG, baby. <laughs> That's it. Got to get that temperature up. I actually second what you said there in that i i also intend to try and find some more folks who maybe have this thing digitally because it's it, it was fun um i definitely plan on going through and taking my time and probably going through the the tutorial that they have in the in the digital thing i i opened it up and it's like oh we're gonna play this and it's like would you like to do a tutorial i was like oh, i don't need no stinking tutorial i'll figure it out and then right. a, like you know i played this before how hard can it be I'll, it'll all come flooding back uh yeah about that um what i learned was money is the most important thing well that's like i said it all it all stems from capitalism uh it's it, it was good like i said it, it was it was an enjoyable experience i really like this digital implementation i really find um because i i remember the i remember our playthrough vaguely you know like uh it you know, and we were, you know, you're, you're putting various cubes and hexagon things or octagons or something on the board. You're putting like these little cardboard tiles on the board and you're, you're doing, um, you're, yeah, you're putting, you're putting like all these, all these cubes and hexagons on the board and you're, you're going through all of these motions and it's, it's the feeling of being overwhelmed comes on real fast, like real fast. Because you're sitting here going, I don't know what any of this does, um, or or you know, the, it's it's is such a large game. 
it's just such a mm-hmm. large game that it's hard to it's hard to kind of manage it all um whereas the the digital implementation yeah. does an excellent job of just being like oh well you know again like i i, I love the fact like it was said earlier that on my turn i could look at my hand and go oh I can do any of these things because the things I cannot do are um, the things I cannot do are blacked out or grayed out on me. It's uh, brilliant. Love it. I I don't want to keep harping on like how good this digital implementation looks, but like if you like the, the board game is nice for the most part. I do remember like the boards you get at like where you're trying to keep track of all your, all of your stuff is like kind of like a laminated piece of plastic or kind of like a laminated piece of cardboard. And like the tokens sort of just slide around. Like it's not this, this game is not pleasant to play. Like that there's no, there's, I I guess what I'm saying is like, I, I feel like the, the way they presented it in the app is almost the way that it should be because I don't really get any benefit from the physical version. Like I don't miss any of the tactility or anything like that because there wasn't any to begin with. Like there might be some stuff to lay down, but in the app, like they've, they've made it so that when you put down a city, like I, I got the shit scared out of me at least a couple times hearing this noise of like (laughs) a a city erupting from the ground when, whenever, I mean, I never made one, but they were all Justin's. It's just like this deep rumbling of this thing coming up and it was cool. Like it actually made putting these things down and like putting down the greenery and playing the cards. Like it gave it a little bit of something that I don't think I got out of the, out of the physical version and it's just it's so much nicer to play you don't have to like worry about shuffling or losing track your tokens or like miscounting it's just so well done that it's just it's it's a shame that i can't think of any any reason to like go to the board game now like because i i do like this game it's just like again more trouble than it's worth i think is what kind of yeah. feels like what is is how I feel about the the physical game because it's just you know it's I mean it's Mars it's red like it's not not a very exciting place to go and colonize you know what I mean yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that and that's kind of pervasive throughout the design of the physical game so it's you know it's a I don't know I don't know where I'm getting at just that the app was really nice to play I think we had a lot of I had a lot of fun playing it cracking jokes and you know the 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 player turns are ooh sometimes a bit long but you know well some there's sometimes there's a lot to 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 contemplate yeah there is definitely a lot to unpack so I think that like my biggest I wouldn't even say criticisms because I don't know I don't know how you get a game like this without sorry without having long turns and without it taking a couple hours but like you know the game length and the amount of time it takes is sort of the big deals for me um but man like the the digital version sure helps to ease off a lot of that and i could imagine this would go pretty it would be pretty snappy i wouldn't say quick but snappier with people who <laughs> knew what the hell they were doing for one thing for sure but but yeah it's i, I don't know i had a lot of fun and uh, i mean when it's digital you can always be playing something else on the side so i mean i don't know how much of that played into it (laughs) always be looping man always be looping yeah you gotta be doing something on the board game side hustle there that's it yeah this game's taking too long your turn's taking too long i'm gonna go start another board game oh lord lord help us playing some six nymphs on the side (laughs) you just can't get away with that kind of thing in person you know Sure, you can uh, pull out your phone and start playing Pokemon. Oof, that's Oof. that's a that's a warning sign right there. If I ever saw one, 
<laughs> uh, but I, I guess one of the one of the things that I really like about this board game, a uh, digital and and physical, is I like how it seems like we've been playing a lot of these lately. But sort of these primarily card focused drafting games that it it has something else going on. So it's not just cards in hand like this. You have the cards that you've played for passive things, and those are always out, and you can always look at them and look at you know your little you know your little happy little microbes, uh, or you know just putting down a city and then like that's yours i built noctis city now i'm going to surround it with forests and it's like those are my forests it has that nice bit of um you know it's something that you can point at and be like that is that is mine i made that city and it is going to make me rich uh that something where it's purely in you know like card based or just like tiny little wooden tokens you don't really there, there's too much of i feel of a disconnect there you know if i'm playing something like dominion i'm not looking at my cards and being like "Ooh, look at my factory i'm looking at my cards and i'm seeing you know some some buys or an extra card draw um where with this i'm looking at it and i'm like oh man sweet cows yeah i can i can see where you're coming from there uh, it's there's a there's a certain there's hmm, how do i put how do i put <laughs> how do i put this without sounding like a dick <laughs> well what i what i what i think maybe i what i'm thinking and maybe you can elaborate on that is it's always nice to have a game where at the end you can look back on it and there's something memorable to 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 think about you 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 look For at sure. it and you you look at this thing and you know like oh tom is the guy that threw a bunch of ice meteors at it and created the the northern sea <laughs> and then you know adam built four cities encircling uh the, the one forest that was built kind of thing like there's always yeah. something to look back on with a game like this even just you know how you screwed john over is something that i mean it's pretty funny <laughs> and and it, he's still bringing that up really because right? i like the, the first time I was just like, I had no the hell, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was like, I'm just going to do, I'm going to play the card that I can play because there's only, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm just going to start playing things and this seems kind of cool. <laughs> and then it literally said, you know, minus some plants. And I was like, well, I'm not going to take away my own plants. No, no, so no. I need to take away somebody else's plants. So I'm going to look for the person who literally has the largest stockpile of plants. And that was John yeah. by like, th he had like three or four plants more than anybody else. So I was like, well, yes, you're it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> for sure. That's literally it. Like, yeah, there was, there was no malice intended. Oh, I, I know. And there, there rarely is any malice in any sort of take that mechanic in sort of these Euro style economic games. Mm -hmm. Usually it's just, you know, try to punch the leader. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's essentially what I was, what I was going for. And it was like, like I said, and then, then after the first time, I mean, then, you know, like, like anything, I mean, I got a reaction out of it. So I was like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well. I might as well repeat the process. No, this is fun. Yeah, exactly. That's literally it, man. That is literally it. <laughs> um, it's it's to 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 kind of spin this back around onto what we were talking about a little bit earlier with the the how do you make things memorable? I I very much agree with that, and I like that there is the ability to. Like it's it's less obvious in the physical board game as to who did what. You know what I mean? So you're you're kind of sitting right. there, um, 
you're 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 kind of sitting there and there's no way to tell like it's just a cube on the board or just a, a token on the board and be like oh, okay well this city is here was well, like well who who put it here why is it here how did it get here whereas in the digital game i mean all this all all the tiles have like a colored ring around them to show you who who's kind of in control of what and it's just I, the the graphics in the game are really nice this is something this is one of the the digital implementations that i i will definitely be i can see it coming up in conversation again like further down the road when when i at least i'm talking about other digital versions of board games as being like this is what you want to strive for like this is the style this is the level of polish this is the this is it this is what you want and uh, at least for myself i mean i picked it up in a humble bundle so i mean i can feel good about myself with the fact that i was therefore supporting a charity at the same time i mean i mean i agree i agree it's a a great little digital implementation i don't i don't really have any complaints about it it's nice i really liked it i had a great time Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. long again but i mean i i had forgotten just what a what a slog this game could be sometimes in terms of the time but i i don't think uh i think especially with the digital like as long as you have something to sort of occupy your time if you're not super into like trying to plan out your next move which i mean a lot of people are but once you've passed like there's nothing you can do at that point um you're uh you're kind of you're kind of stuck so i mean you you know have have something going maybe it's a minesweeper or something on the side for for after after you've gone <laughs> and everybody's just running around making lichen for the next like two minutes um you're, you'll be fine did we ever figure out why the um the online was kind of wonk to begin with was there a reason for that is it just no is idea. it just asmodee's thing being a bit yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's just asmodee's system just uh on the plus side it is cross platform with what um well you if you have it on like a, the um android app store ah. like if you have it on a tablet you can play it with someone who has it on steam or bought it anywhere else oh fancy that's, that's pretty cool yeah, yeah so you know because that's uh that's how john was playing it oh okay. so he was on his tablet that's why it wasn't on uh, the discord Oh, he, he was he was wandering through the house, yeah, and then would come and uh, come back, just like just like wandering through the house, muttering and swearing under his breath as <laughs> goddamn meteor as asteroid after asteroid crashed into him <laughs> for the second time. You assholes! Oh, that's cool. No, that's that's good. That's a good heads up. So yeah, not just on Steam. Apparently, I don't know if it's on any of the. Uh, like board game arenas or tabletopias or anything, but it's something to look out for, especially, yeah, Humble Bundles are a great way to get it. They seem to come up relatively often. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've, I've definitely noticed that the these, like, board game Humble Bundles uh from for various like whether it's oh it's the asthma day digital humble bundle or oh it's the the locked in your houses for six months humble bundle full of board games or you know like they, like they constantly have these it, it seems that they pop up every approximately six months and it's like here is another humble bundle um that is board games right digital board games so you can get like you know ticket to ride and small world and the usual fare but they always throw in one one or you know a couple games that are somewhat elevated and you're just kind of like oh oh hello all uh terraforming mars like uh, i could give that a spin and you know lo and behold here we are here we are on mars making it hot 
That's it. Gotta raise the temp. Um, probably worth noting, too, that I think there's a buttload of expansions for this. I don't really know what they add. The um, I think there's four main ones. Okay. Four! Holy Jesus! Which I don't think all of them are available on the digital. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. Uh, I mean, now there's a reason to play the tabletop game. Yeah, yeah. If you've gotten, if you've uh, run yourself out of the uh, myriad of exp- uh, of corporations that it comes with, and uh, you've already played more than enough two-hour games of this, there's a bunch of expansions. You crazy, crazy bastard. Um, <laughs> for me, though, uh, s- sort of sliding into the reviews here, um, I'm really glad we played this. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about my my physical copy now. Um, I I because it's like I don't know. I just keep coming back to that. It's it's hard to get out, right? It's like you can't bring this out to just fucking anybody, right? Like no, you no. have to have somebody who is not gonna have their eyes glaze over the instant you start mentioning um, the fact that you have to raise the oxygen level and uh, get your mega credits out, and here's your corporation and. Let's go get some titanium. Like, it's a hard one to get out for people who are not already bought in. Um, I will probably keep my copy uh, of the physical copy just because it is it is one that I think I could play with people like, uh, you know, when we're out at the lake or whatever, I might I might pop it out there if uh, if all of our mutual friends are hanging out because uh, there's there's nothing wrong with a two to five hour game when you got nothing else to do. And uh, this one kind of scratches the itch of being uh, a neat sci fi based game where you uh, you you do something that you're not usually uh, not usually faced with just like civilization building, but in space on an uninhabited planet is an interesting enough theme. The mechanics are good. Um, my main complaints with the physical game are uh, the components are really chintzy. Like I don't, they're not, they're not fun to play with. And I recall that. And I think it's been mentioned in other places that it's kind of, kind of a bummer because it's a pretty, I think it's a fairly expensive game. Um, so it's kind of sucks that it's, you know, not super top notch, but I mean, all the fun is in there and all the grindiness for, or sorry, all the, all the stuff that's going to grind your gears and get the wheels turning and have some fun thinking about this, uh, this, this imaginary world in which you're just hurling ice meteors into the surface of Ganymede. That's always great. Um, and yeah, so so I'll probably be keeping the the physical copy, but it's kind of on the knife's edge there. I could imagine a world in which I get rid of it because the digital version is just so much better, in my opinion. There's nothing to keep track of. Uh, we've already beat this to death. I think it's a good game. Digital version is where it's at. Um, if you if it sounds interesting, I recommend you go give that a try. If you really 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 love it, give terraforming mars the board game a try uh for me on my keep or not keep scale i'll be keeping it but it's sort of sort of marginal and yeah probably just for like the one or two times every like four years we'll we'll be able to get it out but now that i've played it again i think uh, i might give it another shot uh the next time well i mean hopefully sometime this year we'll be able to see each other again in person so yeah. Uh, Justin. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to stay on the, the keep and not keep uh, rating. Uh, it's not a game that I actually own physically, though I have a couple digital copies between me and my brother. Um, and it's definitely a game that I'm planning on keeping, uh, at least digitally. Uh, from a physical standpoint, uh, I 
probably won't rush out and buy it. Uh, and that's mainly probably because of the complexity. It's kind of a double-edged sword where it makes it such a good game. And it, But because of that complexity, it also makes a pain in the ass to actually do all the, the bookkeeping. And there's there's so many things to keep track of, whether it's, you know, synergies that you forgot about or, oh, did I forget to do this two turns ago? I don't know. And the digital copy does such a good job of taking that out of your head and just letting you focus on the game, you know, whatever strategy you want, or just looking at the pretty pictures, uh, because uh, the art direction is really, really quite nice. Uh, and so it's it's a strong recommendation for the digital version. And it's a, uh, you know, a recommendation with a caveat for the, uh, the physical um, because of all that fiddliness. But I really like how the game just does everything so well and blends it together. It's got a strong economic engine building going in the background. I, I, I really like the theme. The art is great on the digital, at least. I've never played the physical. And yeah, no, it's, it's just, there's so many things to think about. It, it seems like this is a game where every single time you play, you are going to be playing it differently. The overall structure of the game is going to stay the same, but your strategy is going to be different every single time. And I, I love that thought. Um, but yeah, uh, so it, it's a it's a great game. It's it's one that I've heard about for so long, and I think it's one of those. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but if somebody, if people keep telling you this thing is really great and you have to try it, it makes me resist trying it more and more. The more I hear it's great, and so this was the same thing with this game. I kind of never was really too interested because I just kept hearing so much about it. But uh, I think it's well worth. Um, the reviews and the hype that it's gotten uh, because it's it's really well designed and uh it's a really great solid game um so yeah strong recommendation how about you adam as someone who's not generally a huge sci-fi fan as someone who you know like like this 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 really isn't something that i i tend to reach for um the digital implementation of this game is beautiful it's wonderful it plays nicely uh albeit a bit long but i mean that's okay i think the time would come down with a few more plays a lot of it was people sitting there reading cards and just not intrinsically knowing what does this even do why am i doing this this game looks nice it plays well it's engaging there's good interactions within it 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 seriously just has all of the parts of a very very good board game and i'm glad that we had a chance to play it i will absolutely be playing more of it um either by myself or or with these folks or even with folks online um it's it's it, it's worth picking up as as per the physical game i don't own it i don't know that i am going to rush out like well, sorry i don't know i'm not going to be rushing out to get it uh and this is just for all of the the same reasons that were discussed earlier it just it just it's it's a little too it's a little too deep it's a little too heavy for for my collection with like based on the fact that I already have games that do stuff like this similar. Uh, therefore I don't really need other games to, to fill that role as well as 
I have the digital version. Miss um, Debbie has the digital version, so that's that's fine and dandy. We can play digitally, and I just feel that the digital version takes care of all the setup, all the teardown. If you can, you can like go through a tutorial to get the general gist of the game without having to try to explain this thing. My God, but trying to explain this to someone would be tricky at best, uh, especially if you're trying to give like an in depth explanation to it in in terms of the game itself i think this game is worthy of a score of eight and a half uh it's it's a good game i i think it's definitely worth playing and i think that that digital is probably if nothing else like what tom said earlier digital should be the way you play you would be my recommendation for how you should play it the first time. And if you get into it and you're like, wow, this is really a lot of fun. Like I, I really want to play this with some friends sitting around the table, then consider going and picking it up. Um, if, if the components and that sort of stuff, if like low, low grade components and that sort of stuff are really kind of a breaking point for you, there is also always consider um, like Etsy and stuff like that. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of folks out there who are, now 3d printing components and sorry no yeah i was like etsy what the hell are you talking about someone's like crocheting components for you no people Uh, are out there like 3d printing all kinds of stuff um, various various i didn't know was i didn't know was on etsy i mean anytime i hear of etsy it's like someone's buying a a cross cross stitch or something crocheted hedgehog or something so i mean well i mean you could have crocheted asteroids or something that you can like throw at the board i guess you get to like Like, bounce them (laughs) off your friend's head yeah yeah why not you know oh that's awesome yeah see this so if anybody's out there on etsy that is now taking that idea um you know uh just let me know yeah exactly exactly let me know and we can go into business together i'll market it for you um but yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I think it's worth eight and a half. And I, th- and I think it's a it's a good game to that you should try out on a digital experience. And then if you decide that you're really hot about it, then jump in and, and consider picking up the board game if that's what you're looking to do. And if you're really, really excited about colonizing Mars, I know of a guy named Elon. He can hook you up with uh, going <laughs> yeah. there. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a trip and it's one way. Yep. But he'll he might get you there. Once you're there, why would you ever want to leave? <laughs> Besides a desperate Mars. need for oxygen. Uh anyway. Uh, overrated. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um if you want to help us out, you can uh, you know, share and like and subscribe and do all that sort of thing. That'd be cool. Thanks for listening. Uh and thanks for sharing it around. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us uh through email on uh, uh at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, or at least Deb- Debbie would, because she's the one that likes to hear from people. And if you want to talk at me, uh, I'm on Twitter at Team Rage Tom to hear all of your uh, all of your crazy plans for uh, colonizing Mars. Uh, Justin, you got anything? Well, if you want to find me, yeah, yeah, I got a couple things. Mainly just one, actually. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Uh, you can tell me about your uh, favorite planetary body that you want to colonize and why. How about you, Adam? Uh, if you're looking for me, you can catch me on social media at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win, same spelling. Uh, right now, we are still trucking through the Walking Dead Telltale series. Um, 
holy crap is that game or set of games incredible uh, i just recently heard that telltale actually uh went under during the making of the last one the the telltale walking dead season four or whatever the final season which is super unfortunate so they got someone else to finish it but uh we're we're forging through it so come check me out on twitch thursday and friday nights at 8 p.m eastern saturday and sunday mornings at 11 30 a.m eastern um also playing some loop hero always be looping always be Lupin. that's it abl uh thank you again so much for listening i hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun thanks again bye bye bye, bye. bye.